Hey, welcome to Foolproof Theology. My name is Chase Davis and I am your host. Today I want to offer some reflections on gratitude and Thanksgiving to start out. Next week, here in the States, we're celebrating Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a great opportunity to practice a spiritual discipline of gratitude. Um, I didn't appreciate this discipline for the longest time, but being grateful and being thankful is something that can um, really cultivate uh, affections for other people, for God, deepen your love for people and for God's created order, and um, can really help you grow and mature in appreciating all that God has given. And so, one of the ways I wanted to uh, kind of practice that out loud on the podcast today as we kind of enter into Thanksgiving, and I wanted to share something I'm thankful for. And and really, it's kind of some reflections from my experience at the uh, Evangelical Theological Society Conference this week, which is kind of a mouthful to say. So this was uh, a three-day, four-day ordeal in uh, Fort Worth. They do this um, annually where it's a conference where people get together um, the Evangelical Theological Society, you can be a guest, you can be a student member, you can be a full member. Um, there's certain degrees you have to have achieved to participate as a member, um, and membership gives you like voting rights and, and all sorts of stuff. But it's like a consortium of paper presentations and other plenary speakers where they'll have kind of big rooms with, with big names attached to them or big ideas attached to them. They'll, there's a banquet. There's a lot of different stuff going on. And my friends call it a nerd fest because it kind of is. Um, it's a lot of people who have, you know, been to school, enjoy school, and enjoy going and listening to someone read a paper. And that's a, what a lot of it is, is you go into a room and somebody who has recently been doing a lot of work on a particular area will read a paper for 30 to 40 minutes. And when I say read, I mean read. It's, uh, it's It can be fairly dry. And so you have to have a developed uh, appetite for that. I was getting distracted pretty often because it's so uh, infrequent that we do that together where we just sit and listen. So uh, thankfully in some of the rooms, cell phones, cell phone service was uh, just non-existent. So I had to pay closer attention. That helped me uh, develop a better listening ear. But yeah, the the ETS conference is, is pretty great. I enjoy it a lot. Um, I used to kind of go overboard on conferences thinking that because I bought a ticket, I had to go to like everything. Uh, and now when I go to conferences, it's like, what do I want to do? What do I want to hear from? And who am I trying to meet here? And just get to know better and make connections. So, um, so yeah, that's some just like introductory stuff. Um, basically for the for ETS, it's like you need to have a uh, THM, uh, Master of Theology or above, in order to uh, to be a member and to be able to present. Um, you, PhD is typically the the credential required to do that. It would be. It's rare. Sometimes they'll have people present that that don't have those credentials, but they try to make it a more academic. And typically, it's the more conservative conference um, theologically. Yeah. And and so you'll have other conferences going on. Like even this week, I had some friends that were leaving this one, going to another one, AARB, and and uh, San and San Antonio, and then SBL Society of Biblical Literature. And so some of these other ones are. Um, are uh, a bit more trend more liberal theologically uh, michael bird actually has a funny blog he wrote um regarding the the differences between the two conferences if you ever wanted to check that out but i thought i'd go through kind of four characteristics that i enjoy and why i think it's really crucial that we have a community of theologians around us a lot of us over the last two years uh, and part of the reason i started this podcast was out of a heart for wanting to develop deeper relationships with people who are thinking deeply on theological issues and so 
I, I wanted to provide a platform where I could talk with people, have people on and hear from them and listen to them about uh, theological issues. And the reason I think it's so important is because in our world, we're really starved for knowledge of God. Um, our hope as Christians is that the knowledge of God would fill the earth. And so um, that is a theological declaration. Theology proper is the study of God and the things of God. And so at the end of the day, everyone is a theologian, whether they believe in God or not. Those are those are theological conclusions um, and really presuppositional conclusions. But a theological community can be such a blessing. Um, it's something I want to create at our church is a, a community that can think theologically, that can shape each other theologically, uh, where we can grow up into maturity together. And so uh, that's part of the reason I started the podcast. But ETS provides a great opportunity for someone like me who is hungry for uh, for an exchange of ideas that we typically don't get on social media. Social media is very soundbitey, can be very punchy. Um, there's all sorts of like likes and all this stuff going on. And so you don't get the same level of engagement that you get when you have to sit in a room and listen to somebody and then ask questions and engage uh, personally face-to-face. So the first thing I wanted to kind of share that I'm, I'm thankful for is mentorship. Um, so mentorship is different than discipleship. Um, mentorship is a more specific thing where um, you know, it's somebody in your life that has given and been generous with their time and their thoughts with you, um, that if you go out to lunch with them or you read their stuff, they'll interact with you. And so, um, ETS can offer that it's, it's more casual than it is formal. Um, but for me, you know, a couple mentors that, that I got to meet there were my, uh, my advisor in seminary, Don Payne, who's the, the Dean at Denver Seminary. And just going out to lunch with him and kind of getting his take on how to do the conference well and the PhD I'm applying to and um, just hearing from him different thoughts on what I'm thinking about. And even my paper before I presented it was such a blessing uh, to do that. I got to run into uh, Sam Storms, who I've always respected. He he didn't necessarily know who I was, and that's all right. Um, he's kind of reaching that age. Um, and then Vern Poitras, um, got to meet him. That was a real honor because he's one of the foremost thinkers on triperspectivalism, uh, him and John frame, John frame kind of led the charge and Vern has provided a lot of other material, uh, along the way. And so, uh, getting to meet with Vern and then having Vern attend my paper, uh, Dr. Poitras attend my paper was such an honor. And then randomly I was just walking back to the hotel, ran into Tom Schwanda, who is a professor was, he's retired now at Wheaton. And I've exchanged a couple emails with him about Puritan theology and spiritual formation, um, which he encouraged me to use Christian spirituality instead of spiritual formation. But I just ran into him and we ended up having like a 30 minute conversation about my PhD and and what I could look into and the particular person I was looking at um, and different resources I should look into. And so mentorship is is just a a really cool uh, opportunity where you get all these people in the same place over the same set of days. And there's an opportunity to exchange ideas and meet people who are in your field, who are interested in what you're interested in. And you can just ask them questions, introduce yourself. Uh, it can be kind of exhausting um, if uh, if that's all you're doing the whole time. But it's a great opportunity for people like me to get some mentorship, some advice, some wisdom. Um, the other thing that I really enjoy is, is friendship. I've, I've made a lot of uh, online friends. I actually was joking about it because my wife, a few, uh, few years ago, I guess it was almost eight years ago, uh, she was doing the whole like influencer game. She was on Instagram and um, doing all sorts of stuff where we would uh, travel. And uh, like one time we got put in up a hotel for free and all we had to do was like take pictures for Instagram. Right. Um, but what she did through that is she met a bunch of people online and she made this uh, interesting community online of, 
of people that they would end up going to like events together. And I thought it was so weird that my wife, uh, we'd be in like Phoenix and she'd be like, Hey, I met this girl online. I'm going to go get coffee with her. And I'm like, that's weird. That's you've never met this person. Uh, why are you going to get coffee with them? And uh, now I get it. I understand because over the last couple of years, I've been following people on Twitter, uh, looking for some people I can engage with that will help me think more deeply. And so uh, I got to meet some of those people this time at ETS. They were there and uh, that was such a delight, uh, just a real delight to meet, to, to put a face with a name. Seeing someone in person is so much better than just interacting online. Um, and so some people I got to interact with, a, a guest I've had on my podcast, Sam Parkinson, went out to dinner with him and a, a few of his friends. And uh, that was just such a delight. Um, we talked about the Trinity. We talked about um, all sorts of stuff about how to engage online. And uh, he's actually going overseas and he serves in an Acts 29 church. And so uh, just really enjoyed his engagement. Uh, I got to go to a, a kind of get together with Mere Orthodoxy, which I've put out a couple of pieces on their uh their publication, online publication. Um, and I've been really blessed that they will will let me share my thoughts there. Um, and so I got to meet uh, Jake Metter with with them. He's the editor there and um, just such a, a fun guy. Uh, great to get to know him. Great to see him in person. He's a great editor. And so every article I submit, he'll, uh, he'll like be very blunt with his feedback. And I really appreciate that. And then this organization called Davenant was there. And a lot of the guys I follow were part of our part of Davenant. Um, and those guys are the real deal, man. Uh, we got Miro and Davenant in the same room and I'm just kind of there, uh, drinking beer with these guys that, that I've been connecting with and interacting with online. Uh, and it was just, it was a real, real fun time. Uh, that's going to go down as one of the best nights I've had in a long time, just getting to know those guys and, and interacting and, and really sharpening one another, uh, but also just connecting. Um, another one of those guys was James Wood. He's on Twitter. You can follow him. He's just getting his PhD at, I think it's Wycliffe in Toronto. And just had a great conversation with him about ministry and, and uh, Christianity and Christianity in the public square, all this kind of stuff. Uh, so that was great. At that same uh, that same evening, James was there, and then Joe Rigney and Dave Ma David Mathis showed up from uh, from Desiring God. So I got to meet them, and um, Dave and I kicked it off because he's actually applying to the same program I'm applying to at Union School of Theology, and so uh, that was really fun. Um, and then the last two kind of friendship connections I had were with uh, Acts 29. Ran into some Acts 29 guys, actually a lot of Acts 29 guys there, and that was really encouraging to me because. Um, something I wanted to see more for the network I'm part of is a deeper theological aptitude. Um, and so to see these guys there sharing papers and interacting and just being part of it was really encouraging. Got to go to lunch with them and hear each other's war stories and what they're writing on. And then got to meet uh, the editor of American Reformer, which is, an, if you follow me on anything, I, I share their content a lot. Ben Dunson over there does a great job editing that and sharing great resources from guys like Andrew Walker and other people's other people thinking about uh, issues in America today. So just meeting those guys. Um, the reason it matters to me to meet people in person is the same reason it matters for any of us to meet other people in person. Why, uh, if you're married, it's better to be with your spouse in person than just be in a digital platform. That connection is so crucial. Uh, being able to hear each other's laughs and and uh, and interact and share thoughts and uh, brush off comments uh, just because you're in person, it's just so delightful. So, uh, getting friendship there was great. And then the the fourth characteristic of a a really good theological community is feedback. So. I think feedback, we're all trying to do it online and it, it rarely goes well. I know for some people, they 
they uh, have brought to my attention. They think they've given me feedback and said my post or my uh, my stuff online isn't that helpful. Uh, and and I hear that charitably, and I'm trying to understand it and grow and learn from it. But uh, but part of the delight of giving you feedback and getting feedback in person in that kind of environment, an academic environment, is they actually set it up to where it's like a safe place to do that. Um, and so, for example, I went to a panel, Micah six eight, in a critical race theory world, and so it was a panel of guys from uh, Corbin University and a couple other places, uh, and they were giving different presentations, papers on the on the topic of uh, justice and social justice and, and that kind of thing. And it was just so fun. Um, maybe I'm weird like that, but I, to just kind of like raise my hand and ask questions, they were obviously there. I, I wouldn't call them proponents of critical race theory. Um, but they, they were definitely amenable to some of the ideas within critical race theory. And if you've listened to my podcast before, I think you can kind of pick up on where I stand, um, on critical race theory, but to be able to kind of hear what they're saying, right? They would make offhand remarks like there's too many white professors on staff. And then for me to be able to, instead of interacting on online, to be able to raise my hand and go like, to ex help me understand how that's not a racist statement, right? Because that sounds, um, by every definition of racism, very racist. Or to be in a room with people who who will uh, have admit, they're like openly admitting, I'm a racist, I'm a racist. And I'm like, well, like the fact that you're openly admitting that is kind of... Um, it's a little odd, you know, it's just, it's a little odd. So, um, I was able to, to talk about that in person with other people, um, instead of just like going at each other online, which, which rarely leads to productive, uh, conversations. Although I, I, if you look at my Facebook page, there's, there's a lot of people I interact with that. Um, I, I think we have productive conversations. Hopefully other people think that, but I, I enjoy it. So giving feedback and interacting that way, one guy presented on Edwards and I got to talk with him about and ask about Edwards piety. And I have an episode on my podcast about Edwards, if you want to go back and listen to that. And so being able to ask someone who studied Edwards and is applying to spiritual formation about Edwards was, uh, was really fun. And then getting feedback. Uh, you can't grow if you don't get feedback. If people don't provide you with criticism or critique or whatever it is, you can't know how to get better. And so being able to sit there uh, I presented my paper. It was on triperspectivalism um, and how triperspectivalism can help our thoughts about money. The whole theme of the conference was money. Um, and that's another thing I'm thankful for is they, uh, the next two conferences, one is on holiness and the next one is on theological anthropology. Both of those are kind of right in my wheelhouse in terms of uh, theological disciplines. And so I'm really excited about the next two. But for this one, my paper was triperspectivalism and how it can help us with the love of money and how money and currency and interacting with money can be a spiritual di uh, discipline. It can be an offering to the Lord and thinking through it through those three perspectives can be really um, useful. Well, it was a blessing because um, I had Vern Poitras in attendance. I had four guys in attendance in mind. There's, it's like a room of 40. Um, that's not abnormal, but even if it wasn't abnormal, uh, you know, it's funny, you'll, you'll see names on, on there like John Piper, Sam Storms, William Lane Craig, uh, Matthew Barrett, and those rooms are like packed, you know, those are like uh, very full, and that's great. They're well-known, they're well-established, and they, they deserve a lot of the, uh, the attention they get. And then somebody like me who, on my, on my uh, in the bulletin, it doesn't even have a school listed with me, it's just my church. Um, and so that, that doesn't get a lot of people's attention. And so you get four people in there, but the great thing about having just four people is it's four people that actually care and have questions. And so at the end of it, it's a 20, 30 minute talk. 
And then y'all just get to talk about how I can make the paper better, how I could sharpen my ideas, what they disagree with, anything like that. And so I got a lot of great feedback from Don Payne, from Vern Poitras. Um, Vern was really sharing a lot of thoughts that uh, I, I wish I had my, I should have taken my pencil up there because he was giving me so many good insights into how I could make my paper better. So I think getting feedback like that is really fun. I know for a lot of people that's scary. And it that was one of the uh, the few times where I actually was pretty anxious in terms of like, dude, this guy's written on what I wrote a book on. Uh, and I wrote a book on it because he's written on it. And so if I'm wrong, like, you know, I'm hoping he'll tell me at least, but, uh, but it's a little intimidating to be in the room and presenting to him. But he was so gracious and and prayed for me. And that was great. And then the fourth thing, so we've got mentorship, friendship, feedback. The fourth thing I wanted to highlight that I'm thankful for is learning. Um, and so there were a few papers that I found really interesting. One was uh, Coleman Ford, who's a professor down at Southwestern in Fort Worth. Uh, he talked about spiritual for formation in Edwards and that was just really helpful. He talked about humility and, and we kind of riffed on the Mars Hill podcast and talked about the necessity for humility and humility being like the, one of the chief uh, spiritual characteristics of anyone who loves Jesus, because it's kind of the opposite of pride. Um, and so that was a really interesting paper. I already mentioned the critical race theory uh, kind of panel. Um, obviously, I I had some pushback. I like to call myself the fly in the ointment um, of the of the presentation because I wasn't, uh, you know, we're there to ask questions. So I asked my questions, and and they were gracious enough to uh, to engage with me. So I appreciated that. Um, Sam Parkinson, who I've already mentioned. Uh, brilliant dude um, presented on the you know a couple of verses in in the new testament that deals with uh canonic theology uh the self-emptying of jesus and how uh jesus didn't empty himself of his divinity in any way when he uh came to came to earth he didn't diminish his the riches of his eternality when he came to earth the son of god i should say and became jesus um and so that was just a really uh not only was it informative, but really I was just taken aback by how brilliant uh, they were. I told Kim earlier, um, you know, for a lot of this, the time I'm there, I feel like my mouth is just open. Um, my my jaw is open just because I'm like so impressed. I'm just standing there like, wow, these guys are brilliant people and there's so many smart people. And so being around people that are much smarter than me, it's a real blessing because that doesn't mean I agree with everything they say. It doesn't mean I just take what they say as gospel but it does mean that I, I i am aware that these people are very thoughtful very intentional and even if it's just in a small slice of theology um, there's something i can learn from them um, and then there was a great panel a couple of presentations and papers on j.i packer and those are really fun um, one of them was on j.i packer as the new bb warfield and just a lot of good 20th century history um, i enjoy that because I like learning. I like to learn and really see how Christians in the past have worked out their faith. So, you know, I'm just really thankful, really thankful for the connections I made, um, for the people that were there, for the for the people that charitably engaged with me and welcomed me and um, give me the time of day at all. And and I even had some guy uh, that went to my high school come up to me at at, one of, at that hangout that I went to with uh, with Mirror Orthodoxy and Davenant and Lexham Press. Uh, and he went to my high school and it was just so great to connect with him again. So there's just a lot to be thankful for. And that's the thing I'm thankful for during this kind of season of Thanksgiving is that God has given me a lot of uh, connections. They've been right under my nose. Um, just uh, He's just laid it out for me. And so I'm really thankful for what God is doing in that way. It's really met a need that I've had for community 
And my heart for my church and for my ministry and for this podcast, whatever I do, is to lead in such a way that we can uh, create community that's theological, where we can discuss ideas openly and honestly, um, and we can put our most, uh, you know, maybe outlandish or wild hair brain, uh, wild hair idea out there, so that people can grow, so that we can grow. Because if we're not sharing our ideas with one another, if we're not debating, if we're not asking questions, how do we expect to grow ourselves, and how do we expect to sharpen one another? So, all that, of course, needs to be done and love and and all the fruit of the spirit but at the same time we shouldn't shy away from a good fight uh because that's that's part of what it means to grow up is learning how to fight well so um so i'm really thankful i'm hopeful that i'm coming back more uh more ready to engage my church and lead our church the well church and uh and some good theological community so thanks for uh hearing my reflections today we're probably going to skip next week because it's Thanksgiving, so you can look for another episode coming out at the beginning of December with Michael Foster. Um, but until that time, we will see you.